podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is Man on Football Show or Football in the World as a lot of you people know it. Um, I'm Gav and with me I have got Keith, I have got Phil and I had got Shawnee but I don't know what he's done. Um, he'll be back in a second. Making a grand entrance. Um, yeah, he's just waiting for the drum roll or something like that. I'm not too sure but he's still there. He's just, we can't see him. He's turned off his camera or something. Um, I've out my window the, the blind tonight because people thought I was in a hospital the last night but I'm, I'm not quite clearly. <laughs> well, it wasn't to do with the window. It was to do with the fact you look like you're in a robe and you look, the, the metal hanging off your mic looked like an yeah. intravenous trip. Um, hospitals have windows as well, so I don't yeah, know like, what, Yeah, like, what, what hospital, like, have you ever been in where you go, do you know what, you show a window, no one will think yeah. I'm in a hospital, like, all of them have windows. You should see what the hospitals are like in Turkey, that's all I'm saying. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> but look, tonight is all about Luis Suarez. Um, we were having a chat last week about best moments in the Premier League and stuff like that, and his name came up and we said, will we do something on him? And everybody went, yes. And I knew Keith would want in because Lewis Suarez is South American. And despite Keith living on the keys in Dublin, I think he's actually South American. So um, we've had a chat as to what way to do this. Will we go from the start and work our way through? But Shawnee quite rightly pointed out, this is just going to go off on tangents everywhere. So um, Keith, I'll start with you. Lewis Suarez, it's, it's probably fitting we give him a show to himself, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, Luis Suarez is, I'd, I'd say he's the craziest footballer of our generation. That's high profile. So you might get head cases that play, do you know what I mean? And, and have their stories. But Suarez, for all the controversy that he's courted, is, in my opinion, one of the best forward players of all time. One of the best strikers. His goal record stands among the very best. The fact that he's he got in there and, and broke records in the Messi and Ronaldo where it says it all, but he's just a phenomenal player. He's, he's an absolute Marmite character. And look, we're, we're Liverpool fans. We'll always start to have a soft spot for Suarez, but Suarez and Liverpool is a very brief um, part of his story, and just everything about him is is mad. I, he's one of my favourite players uh, of all time. Just the way he plays, it's it's the type of footballer that excites me. He's all action. He's unpredictable. Um, he's and he's clinical. Do you know what I mean? Like we can t- we're going to talk about his career. We're going to talk about the type of player that he is. But you know he. He wasn't just good at one thing. He was good at so many things. And he gets pigeonholed, I think. I don't think he gets enough respect. And that's because of his the controversies. Genuinely, I think he's one of the best forwards of all time, certainly of this generation. And I can't wait to talk more about him. um he was ju- he's just outrageous as a footballer. You know, and people always pin 13, 14 down. But from majority of his Liverpool career, like he was just fucking mental. And then he goes off and he shows, probably he actually just does show how fucking good he is when he goes to Barcelona. He Not that he goes up a level, but the consistency from him in that team is unbelievable. He goes off to Atletico and wins a title there. 
you know, it's just just an unbelievable footballer. Yeah, like kind of put the controversies to the side, which we shouldn't, by the way. Um, yeah. I'm sure it will be touched on at stages, but if you're just looking in a pure football sense, like like Keith said, like Messi and Nanalo aside, who's been better in the last ten years, fifteen years? Um, I think now the, the the kind of the fashionable show is now Lewandowski and Benzema, but I don't think either of them handle hold a candle to this fella. And I'm sure Phil will vouch, and even you lads, like I think the true grasp of a player is you kind of when we talk about Messi, you're always going. Uh, imagine him playing in the seventies and the eighties. Like I could imagine Suarez playing in every single era ever, <laughs> yeah. and just being okay because. He's just ridiculous. Look, I'm going to just get this out of the way first. There's a difference between best and greatest. When you call someone the greatest and you call someone the best, I don't think there's ever been a player with more football ability to play for for Liverpool. Um, You can talk about Barnes, Gerrard, even Salah to an extent. They, they They definitely all have greater legacies. I think in a pure footballing sense, 13, 14, Luis Suarez is the best version of any footballer ever that's played for Liverpool, in my opinion. He's the best player I've ever seen in a Liverpool jersey in the flesh in terms of performances. And what he goes on to do then after Liverpool, only for that, like, it knocks around. He's like, he's the exception to the rule. Normally when you leave Liverpool, you go to shy. This fella left Liverpool, goes and wins a treble and outscores Messi and Ronaldo. In, in that season so like he probably won't get the plaudits because a lot of people hate him I even remember when he lined out against us for Barcelona I fucking hate him but yeah. that, that's what Suarez is he's, when he when he's yours you love him when he's not yours you absolutely fucking despise him but on top of that like, we'll get into it but I just flicked on a thing today of like best Luis Suarez goals and it goes on for 16 minutes <laughs> yeah you know, like, like, it's 16 minutes and I'm even thinking oh, they left this goal out and they left that goal out he just don't from the most outrageous things you've ever seen like FIFA football and I'm sure we'll get into it um, but what a player and his record stack up he, he, he's got to retire as Barca's second highest all-time goal scorer and the, I think he's something like the second most assists ever since assists are recorded in football this fella is a fucking a number nine. He, he's you just run out of superlatives, fella. He's all kinds of fucking bankers. I reckon he's actually the last of his coins because footballers now are white and white. PR trained up to that bollocks. This fella was a fucking yard dog from yeah. Montevideo who ended up in Europe and literally bit his way out of football clubs, which I'm sure Phil will talk about. He bit his way out of Ajax and he bit his way out of Liverpool. Literally, like, I'm going to put him gone and, and Liverpool wouldn't sell him. He goes to the World Cup. I'm just going to fucking buy Chaney and I've got no choice but to sell me. And he's just bonkers. Absolutely yeah. fucking mad. But. Um, Phil, I, I've left the madness to you and we'll talk about it more deeply as we go on, but the footballer is just outrageous, but, but the sideshow was as equally outrageous, wasn't it? Look, for me, it's all about 
this is what football's about, right? My favourite player until Suarez appeared was Maradona. And Maradona was equally as mad. If you think about the mafia and everything that was involved in, the way his life went and his genius, it was just brilliant, right? But Suarez managed to keep himself on the tracks, but still managed to find a way that he could throw snowballs when in the middle of a desert. Like he's literally, he was, he, he was the best thing to think of about him. He was, he was like a joint mosquito to everyone else in football, <laughs> right? <laughs> just, just f- fed off it, and and he gloried in the absolute anti-hero status he had when he was doing like, like he 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 oh i go back to and i think we'll we'll talk about the incident itself right but to 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 really get a gauge of suarez he's just he's basically a coin with he is two sides of the same coin you have this amazing football and talent who gives so much to the community that is involved in given so much to where he's grown up and um, did amazing things like at the, at the 2010 world cup he was one of the few players that that went out and met all the younger african players to try show them what it was like and how to come from the slums and how to come from nothing and get to europe and, and the struggles that they went through well at the same time claiming that he had saved his tournament and that the hand of God now belonged to him because because he basically say, he saved the, the situation. Like, this, this is what it, he reveled. He, there's few players that you see with personality because they're so media trained that you don't know whether they're good crack in the dressing room or not good crack in the, in, in the dressing room or anything. He's That's what makes Suarez different. You know, you, you can see that play, anyone that's played with him, there, there isn't a single player that says they hated playing with him, right? Yeah. And when you think of, you think that, that, that after the incident of Everett, we had a whole team wearing t-shirts in support of him, right? Okay. That's insanity for a start. Um, and we can come back to that in a bit, but not once has any of those players said that they, they didn't like Suarez, didn't like what he was around the team, didn't like, you know, you've never heard a story come out of him while he was at Liverpool saying that he was any type of a bad egg or anything like that. It's just everyone has come out saying it was just amazing playing with him. He was just the most amazing fella. And he played the same way in training as he did on the pitch. And that wasn't just a make you up story. He was insanely brilliant at, in training as he was on the pitch. He just has this love of football. And then he seems to have this other side to him, um, which is away from the football pitch, which seems to be an incredibly conscientious and nice bloke. Uh, that that just doesn't fit with the fella that's on the football pitch who's running around trying to be a vampire and eat lads when he gets bored with, with the team he's playing for. I just love him. I still love him now at the moment. I, there was I, the bit for me. I got really excited about three years ago when there was that sort of is he going to leave Barcelona? Is he not going to leave Barcelona? And didn't he turn up at the training at um, it was Melwood at the time at, at the training pitch and Klopp was was having a chat to him and everything. There was an arm around and I got I started getting really excited and I'm not one for doing the the. Um, the nostalgia bring a fella back just because he was he was great for us. But I kept thinking, like Suarez is Bobby Firmino plus 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 plus. Right, he's a lethal goal scorer. He can play at the top of a midfield. He can play out wide coming in off the left. He can play through the center. It, this was in his absolute prime. And you just it's when people talk about imagine Gerard in, in a club team. I just keep thinking, imagine that. Imagine thirteen, fourteen Suarez. In that front three we had for the last four years, imagine if that was Mane, Suarez, and Salah. That like that, that to me, and yeah. he he gets to do this with Neymar and Messi at Barcelona. And you just as as yeah. Sean he said, look at he, he's breaking records. It just showed you how good the footballer was. And the only reason he gets away with everything he's done is because of how good the footballer yeah, was because he backs it up. 
Yeah. yeah. He backs it up like he, and that's the thing, like, you know, he, he's, he's obviously, he's Uruguayan, he plays for National. Um, he, I think Ronigan paid something like less than a million quid from him. Um, in 2006 and he goes there and I think I was looking up earlier I have it there in front of me as well um, just shy of 60 games between National and Groningen 20 goals but is it at Groningen where he first starts trying to eat people is it Groningen well I don't know no. but there's Certainly at Ajax yeah, when he first gets done. Yeah, oh, maybe right, he did okay. Do Ajax no, 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 maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was Gronick yeah. and where he started trying to eat people, but it's Ajax. No, um it's Ajax. he's at Ajax hundred and ten hundred and ten goal games, eighty one goals for Ajax over a four year period. Um but Keith like even there, like you know, Gronick in twenty nine games, ten goals, he just does one season. But he goes to Ajax, right? And if you read out his stats, Ajax, 110 games, 80 goals. Liverpool, 110 games, 69 goals. Barcelona, 191 games, 147 goals. I think that's only league as well. I think yeah, it's well, more when you take all competitions in. Yeah, and then you've Atletico Madrid, 67 games, 32 goals. He's 68 goals in, in 132 games for Uruguay. It's just, like, he just backs everything up. I'm, 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 listen, we're going to go through, we're going to go through, um, different bits and pieces, you know, as we go along and different things that's happened to him. But Keith, he backs it up wherever he goes beside the madness, doesn't he? Yeah, 100%. I mean, he comes through in, in Uruguay. So he's from a town called Salto in Uruguay and the same place that um, Edison Cavani is from. And the two of them are the same age and grew up sort of in the same neighbourhood. And went, the careers they both went on to have, it's actually a great story. I don't know how big Salto is. It could be bigger than Ireland, you know what I mean? But, it, it, the fact that two of them came from there and went through at the same time. To it's have a very small players. country, Uruguay, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it is. It's tiny, um, nestled in between Argentina and Brazil. Brazil so it's not yeah. a big country. But you've got, uh, he goes to Nacional. Nacional one of the big teams in, in Uruguay. He, he lives there. And the reason he lives there is because he, he falls in love with his, his missus. And whole family moved to, um, I think, Barcelona. Barcelona. They relocate to Barcelona. And he's like, well, I'm, uh, I'm going. I'm off to Europe. Ends up in Holland, goes to Groningen. He had a drink problem, didn't he, when he was younger? He was. He, he had a drink problem when he was younger. Like, he, he was fond of a drink when he was, like, yeah. 15, 16. He's at, he's has the, he's at uh, Holland uh, a year while she's in Barcelona. Do you have a long-term relationship for a year? I read that about him earlier as well. So, but it's, like, it's, he's doing long-term relationships. He's doing long-distance relationships, sorry. He's, he's just he has but it, it's constantly and something Phil touched on was the, the thing he does off the pitch you never heard of the off the pitch stuff but if you look at how the likes of Messi reacted when he had to leave Barcelona tells you everything you need to know about him but he goes over to, to Holland and obviously if you're banging in goals in Holland you go to Groningen and obviously he's not banging them in but he's he's, he's there making a name for himself Ajax are looking at that and he's probably young, he's <coughs> young at this stage because what's he's 35 now so he's I'd say he's yeah, only 37 uh, I think He's only a young star. He goes, he's doing that. He goes to Ajax. I don't think he wins that much when he's at Ajax. I don't think he's winning leagues. You know, I think maybe back then you were looking at PSV fine or probably the, the dominant <coughs> team in Ajax. He wins in, a cup in Holland. He wins the league. He joins us. The year he wins, because he wins the, plays the first half of the season. The year beforehand, he'd bitten someone and in the Dutch banned. league. And he got a two game ban and was fined by Ajax, right? And they win nothing. The following year, he moves to us, um, and that was after Real Madrid pulled out of a deal because of the biting incident, and we get him for half the price at the Christmas yeah. time. Was he not banned when he bought him? Yeah, he was. Yeah, no, he, he was, he but that, that was yeah. that was for a separate incident. There's a different boy. 
<laughs> well, that wasn't a bite. That was he had um he'd had a row with club officials over the transfer, right? So and they they banned him at that stage from playing games in relation to the transfer itself. So like if you think about when he left us as well, he just said he's never playing for us again. So that was it. It was like and he couldn't wait to get out of us. He plays for Ajax, he plays for Liverpool, and he plays for Barcelona. And he leaves all of them clubs being probably the greatest, probably the greatest player up there with the greatest players to ever play yeah. for those clubs. And you yeah. think of the names that have played for all three of those clubs, and he stands up there. Like, he was absolutely fucking ridiculous. Like, to think what he done in thirteen fourteen, and he's banned for six games at the start for <laughs> for biting someone again. Yeah, he missed yeah. the first five games of the league season. Yeah, the ban comes. Like, the ban comes. I think at the back end of the this previous season. I think he misses one game. Chelsea, he bites Ivanovic, <laughs> gets away with it, and then scores the winner yeah, in the last. Scores the equaliser. Yeah, the but he was. He had a great year that year as well, didn't he? He was brilliant that that season as well. Was well, he the top scorer the in the league as well? But you know what? We, we know. Yeah, we yeah. know. We know. Um, look, the Gronigan stuff, National Ajax, but you know, he comes into where, well, um, maybe my field of view anyway. When Liverpool are linked with him, he signs on the same day as Andy Carroll for twenty, just just shy of twenty three million, I think it was. Yeah. And the big talk was Andy Carroll, Andy Carroll, and Luis Suarez comes in and scores on his debut against Stoke, which is a bleeding bonkers goal as well, because he goes round the keeper, miss hits it, the defenders running back, oh. kicks her off his own post, and it goes in. And you know that's that's what January two thousand and eleven, isn't it? When he's in, yeah. and but for from in eleven twelve, um twelve thirteen, you can see massive flashes of it. And he's hitting the post and the bar everywhere, everywhere. But Phil, he done that. He does that mad. He gets that one against uh, away to Norris, doesn't he? Which one? Yeah. He scores in the halfway line. Remember? I think yeah. that's twelve. It's 14. ridiculous. No, so no, that was, no, well, no. That was in his fourth season, I think. Eleven, twelve. Yeah. He scores one away from the halfway line, and then he scores yeah, he another does, one yeah, close yeah, to the halfway line. He's in the Adidas jersey. I always remember. And the, even watch. I watched the back today. Watch the watch the first goal he gets in that game. My fucking god, it's just ridiculous. He goes inside the the fullback, nutmegs him, and outside of the boot, in off the post, across the goal. Yeah. Just the most ridiculous. And the thing was, Gav, he everyone was fucking gutted when Torres left. Everybody, yeah. I mean, Kill forgot Suarez, about I think. yeah, because he he was mental and feel like when he arrives, like thirteen fourteen is where he just explodes. The season before, he's really good. But you can see it from the very start, he's all action. Um, he's afraid of nobody. He's getting stuck in. He, nobody's pushing him over. He's nutmegging fellas. He, he loved this thing where he just kicked it off their shins, let it bounce <laughs> back to him, just ran by them. Like, this was his thing. Like, you know where you go, Ronaldinho just floats past people. Lewis Suarez used to just put his head down, hit a fella's shins. The fella go, what the fuck is that? And then by the time you know it, it's come back to Suarez. He's knocked the boy him and he's gone. And then he develops this thing where he flicks up onto the fella's hands and everything, Phil. He yeah. was just a fucking Sneaky. little wanker. But he was <laughs> so good from the, from the start. And it just, it built to a massive crescendo with him at Liverpool. His fourth season was just, because the first half season was ju- and and then the the second season because obviously Kenny's there when the the for for the first full season that he's there and you just go you look at him and I just remember he kept hitting the bar the, the my avoiding memory of those seasons is he just kept hitting the bar yeah. and he kept hitting the I bar think they were ridiculous shots nineteen times or something 
Yeah. It's like that season you kept thinking to yourself, if it was just half an inch, we could have been challenging for the Champions League or, or challenging for top four that year. Because like, every time we played, Suarez would do something ridiculous and then hit the bar and come back out. And you just go, why isn't that going in? And if they go in, and you always say to yourself, is that just luck or is it just bad finishing? And as it turns out, like he become, he, but this is his his own evolution. Like yeah. he himself, when he was at Greenwich and said, I'm not a good finisher, I need to learn how to finish. Right? Now that's, that was his own quote in terms of what was there. And that was before he even went to Ajax. And he said himself in a number of interviews, it wasn't until until he got to Liverpool that the finishing started to click for him in terms of being known when to have different types of finishes in different situations. He either wanted to pass everything into net. And like, think of it, one of his trademarks was scoring free kicks against Joe Hart from about 4,000 miles away and just curling the ball into the bottom of the, bottom of the in, under the walls and into the bottom corner with no power. Like I, I used to always look at that going, this is ridiculous. But he was basically just past the internet. It just like, I just think back to that initial phase with Kenny and I, I struggle until Salah comes along. I struggle to remember being as excited as f- of the impact a fella is having immediately on how you view games and how you want to watch a match because you were, it was every time he gets the ball, like your point, Gav, it didn't matter whether... You could have put him in the middle of the eighties when the pitch with no muck, with no grass, right? And divots taken over, and the ball would have been bounced. And he'd be the only one that could dra- like just be able to dribble through. I haven't seen a player with that level of ability to dribble, no matter what's going on in front of him, um, at ever. And I still don't. I, I, you can't show me anyone in world football. Everyone that dribbles incredibly has this graceful ability to move. This the was ball just with their pure feet. plundering through people. Like this, this is this is mad. This is mad. And that's this the is, case. This is real people. Yeah, it's like he's not going he's, around. He's, like he's a, literally, how can I get past this in the quickest time possible? Boom, whacking it through their legs, going all around the side of them, I'm going every way I can just to get past this person. So on, like if you look at, and sorry if I couldn't cross you there, Phil, but if you look yeah. at some of the great dribblers, it's all you know elegance and it's all little step overs here, go around and and gliding past. Suarez was the opposite. He was he was a fucking bull in a china shop and, and it was just great to watch. It was great. But, to but it worked because you know, if you're up against Ronaldo in, in his Ronaldo days when he was a winger and he was running at you step overs and trying to go inside you, Ronaldinho, whoever, Messi, you're waiting for that body swerve, you're waiting for that little slight touch of the, the football, you know, um, dummies, whatever. This wasn't him. Lewis Suarez, Suarez, off, Suarez would just literally go and go, I'm going that direction. And if you're in my way, I'll, I'm fucking, I'm going through you. I don't care. Because I don't think he was the fastest in the world. He's six foot tall. So he's not a, a, a massive, massive player. He, he's so fucking strong though. He's a really good football and brain. But everything overall for me when I watched him, and you know, we get into the, the antics and stuff because we have to talk about them. But everything for me was his drive to win was just out of this world like I mean and I'm not even talking about we have to win the game his drive to win every little fucking battle he was in was unbelievable a bit like um, your man's at Wolves now Diego Costa he loved to go out and just be fucking lunatic you know what I mean and had to win every little battle that was Suarez but he was making fools of people yeah with the most stupid fucking thing yeah I know but but Suarez, Suarez like, is like a little cerebral assassin. He, uh, he he was like it was like a, the ball turned into a ping pong ball at his feet, and the only person on the pitch that was able to control it was him. But like what, Keith's talking about the elegance and all there, but then you look at some of the fucking goals he scores. Like outrageous. 
the the one the one against Newcastle, like over the shoulder. Yeah, but he but he takes the ball down and goes around the keeper before it touches the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like it's just like he's he, he, he scoring headers from the edge of the eighteen yard box. He's take he can take free kicks. He can score from forty yards. He can head the ball. Back post happens like overheads, bicycle kicks. You name it. The fucking is it the, the same? Is it a quarter point against Stoke where he just pushed the ball through a man's legs? Yeah, that's up yeah. on screen there. Sam Tandy says, yeah. yeah like, He's getting built to fuck and then he just literally takes the ball yeah. down. The whole stadium is building him and he just nutmegs the fullback and just bends it. And I mean properly bends it. In the front, and then scores about five minutes later with a header again when he looks a mile outside. You take it away from Liverpool. Like, Cantona joins United and he goes into a good team. Suarez joined us when we were poor. Let's be honest. Yeah. If we had, if we had a decent centre half, like if we had had two decent centre halves that could have stayed fit, he would have been Liverpool's Cantona. He would have been the catalyst for to to, to get us the league title, to get us over the line because he nearly does it on his own in thirteen fourteen. Now he has a bit of a support cast with Sterling and Sturridge and Gerrard, but you think we were only really like two really good centre halves? Staying fit. No, just two competent centre halves, and we were. That's all. Fine. Like just that's uh, exactly. Like that. this fella's this fella's banging in. He's helping score a hundred and one goals, right yeah. at one end, and he's looking down the lane going, "These guns are conceding like, fifty. And he would have bounced then, and that would have been his legacy at Liverpool. Because unfortunately, like his legacy at Liverpool, uh, if looking from the outside in, it's going to be the controversies. But we always we look at the goals and we think at the moments, but. That was literally, he was so close to being Liverpool's Cantona. And I think yeah. and a lot of people don't. I, I think he's a better player than Cantona from what of I've seen. Oh, he was. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> in terms of, in terms of an, the, the impact a single player could have on, on a team, on, on a club. Because like you said, Gav, it was the will to win. Like, like the little things. Remember the goal against United where Couch scores a hat-trick? Like yeah. the little scuffle in the middle of the park, and he fucking pulls Raphael. They're thinking the exactly the same as I'm thinking because I'm thinking to myself. And Raphael turns around, doesn't know what's going on, and then Suarez is scurrying over to the ref, trying to I'm actually only thinking about that. I'm actually, I'm yeah. literally sitting here saying to myself, was it the same game where he literally ran United ragged, right? Goes about round about a level of them, and then quite robs the goal on him, right? And in the same, he's, in the he same motion, he's, he's, reaping the fella, he's reaping the fella's hair in the middle of the park going, shut up you, you dope. Yeah, you know and then he gets kicked. He gets kicked, he's holding his ankle, but as the ball breaks, he breaks Towards, his roll yeah. into his and carries on the ball. <laughs> uh, he, like, he was just fucking madness. Like, it, like, like Phil said, when you, you watched, he made you watch football. He made, he made you want to watch Liverpool again. Yeah, he, he was a player that you had your head, you had, you had your hands in your head when you seen them do some stuff. Like you yeah, genuinely just had your hand in your head going, uh, "What is going on here?" The, this belief. Yeah, it's far against Norwich. Like he, he, he you're ruining all the moments for later. You're ruining all the moments for later. So many of them. You can even get yeah. into Barcelona in the stuff you done at Barca. Like the fella was just, and you listen to Carragher and and Gerard and all talking about Gerard adored him. Well, of course he did. No, but not a brilliant footballer. But Gerard adored him because so many players over the years since Gerard has been there have walked in the door. Peter Crouch tells a brilliant story about it where you go in 
And Gerard, the first thing he'll do with you in the training game is he'll fizz something at you as a forward at like 100 mile an hour. And he expects you to kill that dead. And in your second touch, set him up for a shot or whatever it might be. And Crouch was really nervous over it, got through it, and Gerard liked him. But Gerard adored Suarez because Suarez came in and went, you lash that as fucking hard as you want at me. Because if I have to, I'll overhead kick it in the net. If I have to, I'll do something. And it, do you remember going back to, they went away at Southampton, and Gerard just turned around and goes, you want to play two against two against Suarez and Sturridge? Yeah, all best the best. Yeah. All the best, because <laughs> it's just not going to happen. I have to get on to some of the, the moments, though, because we're going to go through all the, the, the great goals and stuff as much as we can later. We have to go through some of the controversies. And Phil... Before we do that, right, as, as, as we get into it, right, I just want, I want you to think, right, because the, the best description of Suarez that, that I read when I was sort of doing even a bit of research, which I, I never do for pods anymore, but on this one was Suarez was described, right, because they were talking about his time at Ajax and, and the time at Barcelona and the players he played around and this in, in incredible ability to dribble with the ball. Right, and they talk about the way Marco van Basten, who was his manager at one stage, um, yeah. had this, you know, this 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 beauty and this grace, the way he glided with the ball, and how Messi glides with the ball, and how on. Suarez was more of a hypercharged rooster in a cockfight, oozing emotion, easily provoked, and racing down on goal. And I thought to myself, that is literally the best ex- description yeah. of Suarez on a football pitch, because he had that little barrel chest, and the the, the you know, because I, I, I knew Keith was on, and, and he always knows everything about everything. But so I I I'd done a bit. The research so I wasn't sitting here like a like a, a chump in terms of what, what we were going to talk about, right? And what people don't know is that when he went to Groningen, I think they're back to Shawnee's, but I don't think it was drink, I think it was food that he had a problem with, right? Because they wouldn't <laughs> let him play until he got down to 82 kilos, right? I swear to God, right? He was so chubby when he arrived at in, in Groningen. And this was after they'd spent four times more than what um, they planned on spending because they wanted to buy his his his, uh, his upfront teammate. But as we get into the madness, I think people need to remember there's a certain level of madness when it comes to transfers with Suarez that's existed right from the off, right? And the f- one of the stories I read was at under uh, when he was playing at under nines, right, in his local team in Iroretta, he was scouted for um, Nacional, I think it was, in terms of the, the, the team that they wanted to bring him to him. And he walked off the pitch and said, I'm never playing this again, I'm going to play for Nacional, right? When he gets to Groningen, right? <laughs> He, um, he, he insists, goes down and says, no, I'm going to stay for two years and I promise you I'll give you two years. At the end of the season, Ajax want to sign him, right? He, they won't refuse to let him go. He takes a court case to the Dutch FA demanding that he's allowed transfer to Ajax, right? So it, eventually it was thrown out, but Ajax up their bid and get him. Think about when he comes to us and does everything to get out and didn't he, get, he promised one, one last season. Do you remember he promised the one last season, which was 13, 14 in terms of what was there? Then after that, he was gone. So, like, Suarez has this thing in his head that he always knew he was heading in a direction. I think going back to Keys, he always wanted to get bar- to Barcelona. Obviously, yeah. his missus had moved there and was living there. And he obviously, he wanted to, go, and you could see from the start that he, that when Barcelona came, started sniffing, that fella's head was torn almost immediately. But that was just in line with what the fella did from the complete start of his career. But he's never been far from controversy. And as I said, the, the, when he got the Groningen, it was trying to get his weight under control. Then he has all, when he's at Ajax, he's biting lads. It's like, it's the biting thing. I think is a, fa- is a fascinating piece around, um, around, uh, the, the, him in just in general. Cause he three just does three times. This isn't like, that, a, that's, I think that is like a, like Gav said, the ultimate winner. When you look back, it actually looks like uh, some sort of coping mechanism he has that yeah, just things yeah. aren't going his way. It, I, look, it, it sounds like I'm not actually making excuses for him. I'm just trying to make 
sense of it because it's the chimp. Yeah. Chimp, it's the it's the inner primate. Is this is not going my way? What can I do? I'm gonna buy him. I don't. I don't even know how that make you feel better. But the thing is, if you if someone does something like that weird on the pitch, you probably throw you off and you don't gonna. It didn't. He just kept going. And the best player, he bites Chiellini and then goes to the ref. He teeth are killing me. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's had some fun. He's had some fun. He's had some fun. shoulder into my mouth. And Chiellini's, Chiellini's showing the fucking bite, man. The bite. This fella yeah. doing. This he's fella's had to stick in his shoulder right in my mouth like it's ridiculous. He starts holding his teeth. Yeah. yeah. Left, 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 let's, teeth let's, go, let's go back to Patrice Evra because that's the first one in England where you go, what the fuck's going on here? Um, Carsty, this all kicks off um, Liverpool and United. There's accusations made by Ever. Um, it goes through. A panel. So, Gav, 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 can I just because you can't go to the everything without putting the context behind it, right? And I well, think go on, I think and this it's it's no, it's so key to it because he has the biting incident in Holland. So when he goes into the 2010 World Cup, everyone knows that this this really gifted striker that's playing for Uruguay that's from the Dutch league. There's massive eyes on the Uruguayan team because Diego Forlan is their figurehead in that thing. And you've got these two up-and-comers in Cavani and you have Suarez, right? And this is this is all they wanted to, to, to talk about. So you have a fella who's lighting up the tournament. People, When you go back to 2010, like... He's lighting up that tournament. That Uruguayan team, in terms of what they were doing, people watching these and they're seeing they this dribbling. For, Look at all these comments, comments, lad. Just yeah. trying to get a penalty <laughs> when the keeper handled the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like, that's every, right. Everything this fella has yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah. Remember the keeper caught the ball? He was like this to the yeah. ref, like he fucking hand ball. <laughs> So, so the World Cup. You've got 2010. He hasn't. Like he's only, he, he signs for us. Isn't winter after the, the World yeah, Cup? Yeah. So the World Cup right? 2010 signs for us in the January in 11. So you have that right, and I, I, I've always had an issue with this. So Ghana are the last African team left in it. It's in South Africa. There's this big thing about you know Pele said back in 1994 that an African team would win the World Cup before the year 2000. I know his maths wasn't great given how many tournaments were going to be left, right? One. And there was a real. He <laughs> <laughs> basically told Africa you better win in France. Like, yes. yeah. I'm going to look like a fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah. Question is thousand goals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's have him the he had a goal. <laughs> he had a goal every time he had made a press conference at that stage or did an ad for uh for Viagra. Anyway, um but so there was uh, so you have this piece that was going on that you know South Africa being knocked out and Ghana was the last African team in, in the World Cup <coughs> being held, held in Africa. And it was a great Ga- Ghanaian team and they were really excited as well. And you had these two really exciting sides playing against each other. And those last couple of moments, because this gets to me, because it's it's a bit like when Thierry Henry handled the ball against us, right? And the whole nation well, got really upset about it. Um and, 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 and all that but even though it was only a draw at the time would have just drawn the game as opposed to anything right so this is a fantastic save and it is a fantastic save it's, a, it's point blank they should score it so there's no excuses it's a really 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 bad uh, effort at a, at a shot makes a great save the ref gives a penalty gets sent off we shouldn't even ever, ever be talking about this the fact is Asamoah Gyan hits a penalty worse than Yapstam has ever taken in his whole life, right? Sends the ball out of Africa back to Europe for the next World Cup. That's how bad the penalty was. And they go on to lose on penalties. Like, 
you know, the that was the last kick. That was the last kick of extra time, wasn't it? the best part, Phil. He's standing in the tunnel watching the panel. <laughs> and then he turns around to all the Ghana fans when he saves it. He's fucking giving it a large and then the, the Florida fish lads come out and send it. He's standing in the tunnel waiting for your man to take the penalty. And then when he misses, he starts giving it the big one to all the Ghana fans. I, I have to say, at that, at that point, I absolutely adored him. I, was, yeah. I swear, you know, I love a player. Who's who has just this devilment in them, this this absolute devilment in them. You have to but look at it like that because you think to yourself, what a thing to do, like, right? Not only like, all right, he stops a goal for Ghana, right? He sacrifices himself guaranteed for the next round, which would have been a semi final, wouldn't it? Yeah. And you're, you're kind of going, so the sacrifice there, there's just being a prick to Ghana. And then there's just like that complete winning mentality when they win. There's no, there's no kind of, oh, I got away with that one. Because I'm kind of looking at the TV at the time going, jeez, he's actually doing well there to get away with that. There's none of that. He's fucking jumping around the place like as if the, as if they've scored a winning penalty. Like it's, it's just mental. But it's, it's mad because in that, right, so that's the last kick of the game um, when Jan misses that penalty. It goes to penals. And I think Jan takes the fourth penal of the shootout, scores, scores it. Yeah, he scores yeah. the first pen of the shootout. But it just showed his head was cabbaged from that moment and yeah. Suarez is reveling in it. And, and I agree, that's one of the greatest World Cup moments for me as well. I, I just think it's absolutely amazing. Um, but it just shows the will to win, the, the mentality of this fella. And that's before he's even come to Liverpool. That's before anyone knows, before but any of the other the fallout. Sorry, Keith, the f- and, and this is why I want to go. It's so important that this happens, right? Because the fallout from that game is the tabloids in England have a field day about this fella the next day, right? About the cheat, and it's disgraceful that someone who cheated like this is allowed to continue, even though he misses the next game, that a team is allowed to continue in the World Cup, but it was a blatant cheat. No, Maradona comparisons and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely, all over the place. So straight away, Suarez has a notoriety. He hasn't even signed for Liverpool at this stage, but he has this notoriety that's behind him. And when they're digging into it, they found out that he's biting fellas in Holland. So there's this whole Suarez the cannibal. There's all this type of stuff that's already in the press before. When they, when they put up pictures of him with, with like fucking the Hannibal Lecter mask and everything on him. Mask on, yeah. yeah. Fucking so I just remember that that was when, when he did that and I was there going, like, for me, this, this is... This is about winning. This guy is, is in my head, was there, it was the World Cup. He's actually sacrificed himself and weakened his team for the next round if they get through. But that's the ultimate, that's what ultimate winners do. They don't, they, they never, ever stop. They never, ever, ever relentlessly stop and they never give their teams, they never stop giving their teams the best chance at winning. And in his mind, he had to do it. If that ball goes in, they're out. And he wasn't the only one trying to make the save, by the way. Their, was it their captain? Was it Diego? Um, uh, Lugano. Lugano, Lugano was, was the other fellow who dived to make the save and missed it. He wasn't as good in goal as Suarez was. Suarez was really good. <laughs> well, Torres Tor is, Tor is um, from Ghana. He says, I blame Dominic Adia and Gian more than Suarez. Suarez is a prick, but, but Ghana <laughs> um, should have punished him and Uruguay. Before we get on to, before we get on to um, the Everest stuff and everything else, I have to read out a couple of ads to keep the lights on as we do. So now a word from our sponsor. Better help. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem solving mode when faced in a challenge of Back life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or small. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, better help is a great option. Convenient, accessible, affordable, and t- entirely online. And, you know, 
done to suit your your needs. Get matched with a therapist um, quickly, and after filling out a brief survey, um, you can and switch therapists at any time. So it's very flexible in what they do. Um, when you want to do, um, when you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash daytrippers today to get 10% off for your first month. That's better. H-E-L-P.com slash daytrippers. Um, Paramount Plus have all the Champions League this season streamed live on their streaming service, Paramount Plus, of course. Um, all the goals, all the games, injury time, normal time, extra time, whatever it might be. Do not miss a goal this season with Paramount Plus and the Champions League. Somebody was on, a few people have been on about that and said, yeah, they have it um, and they love it. A couple of people said, does it work? It does. But if you're going to stream from America, you might need your little VPN to sort that out. If you need a VPN, um, IP Vanish is one to look at as well. They're a brilliant deal from IP Vanish um, from us at the moment. 70% off. I think it works out. About $38 um, over the year. But that will help you with your, your dad your passwords and encrypt your encrypt all your details and um, even your location and stuff like that 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot so if you need a VPN head to ipvanish.com forward slash daytrippers Patrice Everett Luis Suarez this this just blew up in a massive way Keith like you know, you had, there was a hearing, um, Kite was there saying, I, no, I don't know, but I was there and I didn't fucking hear that and, and it was all going off and then we had people doing, um, they were lip reading and then it was all a bit cloudy for me as to how it went about and the process of it and how they came out with what they came out with but he, he <laughs> ends up getting done and how many games did he get? hundred and we got done because Lionel Hutz was his attorney. Like let's be honest about this, right? Was it a five? I asked Keith. No, it was more it's a seven. Than that. Was it not like well, it seven. Twelve. No, seven. he gets he Shiny gets a six game he gets a six game ban for biting Ivanovich, I think. He misses the last day of a season and five the following season. You got but eight games he did for forever. Yeah, right. right. So he gets eight games for this key. Uh, I remember because I think it was if I remember correctly, I think it might have been like the day before Christmas Eve. We get he gets banned because I remember we play Wigan away, right? And that's when the I remember it, eight games. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Now I was a fucking eight. like it literally. It, <laughs> I was a young flat, and it just it, it showed like the worst in football fans because we all got tribal and we defended them, but you can't defend what he did. Do I think Suarez? Do I think Suarez is a? I'm just gonna get out of the way. Do I think Suarez is a racist? No, I don't. No. Did he do? He done what he done, and I'd say it was just more of a reactionary thing. And I know now from being with a Spanish speaker that it's kind of, it's not like he said what he said, but it's not like it, it's not like if I said it yeah. in English. It, it's not. It, it's you. You can't do what he done, but do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, yeah. It brought out the worst of it, and it did. It was a really when you look back, it's fucking embarrassing. When you look back, yeah, in my opinion. that, that, that you yeah, touch yeah, on it there. It's tribalism, it's isn't it? It's tribalism. Awesome. It, it is fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing. But you know why we did it? Because he was better than us as yeah. a player. He was above us. He was too good for us. And we were Liverpool who were in the show for the best part of two decades, and we did it and to protect this fella, and we did. And in I, hindsight, it was fucking. 
the thing no, I, that I always took from it, right? What I always took from it was, yeah, we defended him. Kenny Daglish came out and defended him, but I think that was more down to the media reaction to the whole thing and the I wouldn't say kangaroo court element of it, but it was a little bit. Um, he was thrown to the wolves, and I think it was. No matter what, I think the the, the World Cup thing, everything was building up to yeah. that, and I think it was anything just to to hammer them. And the I think that's where Daglish and all sort of came from was like, no, this they're, they're just going after him. They're going after him. He, he didn't do what he promised. He didn't do. We know he did say what he said. It's not acceptable, as Sean he said. Spanish speakers, it's a different way than it is here. Um. I, what I felt from the whole case and reading it was I felt it was very one-sided. And I don't know if Liverpool didn't want to go into where he said this and he said that. Manchester United did. Alex Ferguson was happy to get involved. Um, he's defending his player. You know, no issues, no issues with that really. But I just always felt it was really a uh, Liverpool wore the t-shirts. But I don't think they really... I don't know. I think Manchester United were much more forceful in that. And, and you know, lip readers and all this sort of stuff. And he said this. I mean, Patrice Everett, I think his story was quite patchy on what was said. He said it so many times. He shouldn't have done it. He got punished for doing it. We defended him because football is a tribal thing and football fandom is tribal. And Liverpool, Manchester United is as tribal as it gets over here. And would we do it again? No, I don't think so. I think we all learned. But you'd like to think that, but who knows? At the, but, same yeah, time, at the same time, <coughs> I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, that it wouldn't have been so much of a witch hunt if it had been Maxi Rodriguez who said it. It was... Yeah. The fact that Suarez was so good really drove it in with, with the likes of Everett and Ferguson. And look, he did what he fucking did. And people are saying in the chat there, Cavani got a one-game ban last year for using the same term. So, yeah, it's one of them had it. He, he kept <laughs> pointing people. He didn't keep yeah. racially abusing people. So, that, that'll tell you that all. That tells you what you need to know. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Nail on the head. How many other times has he been accused of racism? None. So I was, you can put I, it to bed I, not racist. I have to say now, I just the, the bit that, that always bothered me around this was, and it's something that bothers me even in, in modern <coughs> society, is, is it's the lack of acceptance of different societal and cultural norms on people from different different countries. Now I'm not saying that what I'm not saying that that one, it was acceptable, which I'm not. Um but there can be a difference in intent between one person from one country to another person from a different country. Like that's that's basically what it is. You're basically dealing with a person from France and a person from Uruguay. Okay, so this, and I'm not claiming that the term was right, wrong, or different. The terms was, and it, it can be true that both Patrice Reva found it racist, right, and found that Todd was being abused racially, and it can also be true that Suarez was being a smart little bollocks, but wasn't necessarily trying to throw racist abuse at him, right? Um, so. There's, there's always been that blurred line for me in terms of where this thing went to. And it's very similar to an awful lot of things that you see nowadays where even even in the English-speaking world, like there's euphemisms used in Ireland which would be deeply offensive in America that wouldn't be even known in England. Um, and, and likewise, you hear, you know, you hear people saying things that are American, going, Hell, what, what the hell is going on there? Like, do you know what I mean? That, that wouldn't be used here. And the more we 
try to criticize these things as opposed to understand what's the context before we get into it, then the, the less col- color we have in society because everything becomes gray and bland in terms of what it is. And like, I don't believe in, in empowering words. I don't believe in racism in any way, shape or form. Um, in terms of what's there, but I, I, I just always felt that the nuances that existed in this discussion was lost because it was driven primarily through tabloid journalism. And it was also yeah. around the time that social media exploded and you have this deep tribalism that set in between clubs that, that really didn't exist up until that point. You know, the, the chance and stuff you'd hear would be the ones that were at the games. And suddenly you had this, this, echo chamber of 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 different sides that existed Jordan games that just grew and grew and grew and then drove behaviors outside of the matches and then ultimately internally in the stadiums itself and the reaction to the likes of the the t-shirts and stuff like that was as much a reaction to people trying to deal with what was real and what wasn't real in terms of the social media context because this was the first time something like this massive had blown up to where I was and and like I, I go back to today if and I think the lads are, are, are making a, a fair point. Laszlo makes a great point there in the chat, to be fair. Like, perspective <coughs> is, is always going to be skewed, but like, for, it's far white fellas on a podcast yeah. talking about it. And, and that, like, yeah. you, do, you do need to have that kind of guys looking at it. But sorry, you need sorry. Vaza Flowers just keeps saying, say it. Say what? Just yeah. tell us what you want us to say, Vaza Flowers. Like, no, no can, he's. Constant. Crazy flowers, obviously a fucking moron. But listen, you need to look at then. The, the problem is, look, he did what he did, and he was done for racism, and he was rightfully done. And yeah. I, I'll say, boy, he he did that. I don't think he's a racist. All right? I, I I think someone who's racist is it's a completely different fucking story. But when you look at he was throwing this shit at him, the English media. And there's literally nobody more racist than them. They, they, they do it to their own. They attack their own national team players. Look at what Look at the fallout of the Euros, the penalty shootout, and and sort of the the, the, the guys and the line, the, the the headlines they put out. You kind of just had to draw a line in the sand with it. I think the important thing is is that when you're talking about Suarez and his brilliance, that you do acknowledge this because it is a dark spot in his career. It, it, it's a it's a a blotch on the page and he was done for it. And I think in hindsight, we can all put our hands up and say, yeah, do you know what, Liverpool, you made an absolute bollocks of that. Um, yeah. And we did. We yeah, absolutely. I, I, I don't, I yeah. don't disagree. I think at the time, wrong. I think to be honest, I, I'm not, you're going to get, you'll get, you get little edge lords in the chat and the comments after this go, oh, talk about the racism. But I'm going to ask, can we just get off this now? Because we come on here to talk about how good he was as a footballer. And and, and th- that's the reason why we're here. We're not fucking here with pitchforks to go on and, and get all political about it. I just think it's important that we acknowledge it. Because You, you have to acknowledge it as part of the story. You didn't just gloss over it. Yeah. He did what he did. Uh, he wasn't a repeat offender. Not in that way. He wasn't. You know how much he yeah. did. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Um... Look, as a footballer, we've said it loads of times, he, he, he just gets better and better during his Liverpool career. But, you know, he has that thing wherever he's banned for whatever amount of games is, right? Um, and then 
you start seeing the stuff. The season where 12 13, you get a 10 game ban for Boyton Ivanovic, right? Um, because I, I, when I was saying six, I was thinking that doesn't feel right. He gets a 10 game ban for Boyton Ivanovic in April 2020. Sorry, April 2013. Um, he serves five of those at the end of that. This, Look, that like, listen to the conversations we're having. Right? He, yeah. he, it's, like, it's like he was out with an ACL. He gets a 10 yeah. game for a pound for a This was his break. No, he this serves, is how he got a break. He serves. He serves. He no, listen, no, it gets better. It get, no, it gets he better, right? He gets a 10 game ban in April 2013. All right, for biting the advantage. It's not spotted at the time. Um, he scores the equaliser um, in a two-all draw with Chelsea, right? Um, he serves five of those games. This is this is this is smart, Esri. He gets f- five. He serves five of those games at the back end of that season. Turns around to Liverpool after being banned for the last five games and says, "I want to go because you told me I could go. We didn't get the Champions League, right?" They say, "No, you're not going anywhere." Arsenal throw in the forty million on one pound. John Henry's like, "What the fuck are they smoking?" Right? Um, he does a big um, write up in the Guardian. I think it was big fucking four page fucking interview about how he's being exiled at Liverpool and it's like what the fuck's going on here right Liverpool are saying we didn't break any promises to you you're not going anywhere and most players will go I'm not fucking playing right I'm not playing doesn't just serves out his five games comes back plays 33 league games scores 31 goals has about 15 assists and gets so gets so so close to bringing the title to Liverpool like it just shows I think that series of, of thing of um of incidents from April twenty two thirteen, you know, right through to the end of the uh, two thousand fourteen season when we got onto another incident. I think it, it exactly shows it exactly shows what he, um what, he what claimed it a boyout clause. He claimed it a boyout yeah, clause. Yeah, no, he, like, he claimed what he claimed was that Liverpool had promised that he could go for a certain amount of money. If Liverpool did not make the Champions yeah. League for the two thousand, so a gentleman's agreement, um, and it's, it was his agent, Guardiola's brother, Guardiola's brother, Per Guardiola. Yeah, well, th- that's that, that's the that's the timeline for that. But it shows the madness of him. Another ban. He wants to get out. He's training on his own, and then he just comes back and decides, "Fuck it, I'll just be the best forward in the world." Keith, it's it's mental. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Um, it was, and when you think of that season as well, 13, 14, he tails off as well at the end of the season. So he, he misses the first five. He absolutely marmalades the league for the next 20 odd. And then probably the last five or six, he's probably just hit the wall at that stage. And he was just outrageous. And. <laughs> You know the type of goals that he scored. He's not just scoring one type of goal. You know, a lot of a lot of players have a signature goal. Suarez, what Suarez's signature goal? The forty-yard sort of smack, the outside of the build, bend at the free kick. Do you know what I mean? like? What what's the what's the trademark? He doesn't have a trademark because he scores them all. And I think the fact that he came back from the racism incident and the Boynton incident, and he just he made. The, the the media the the footballers the footballing world in England they had they had to put their hands up to him the next season because he was absolutely out of this world it was one of the best individual seasons you'll see from a player um, and it, it's just the the Suarez story you know what I mean like he comes back from what he comes back from as you said another Boynton incident this is a second Boynton incident and a racist ban and 
it, it's it's water off a duck's back to him. Do you know what I mean? It's water off a duck's back. It, Phil said it jokingly there. That was his break. Ronaldo used to get sent back to Madeira, didn't he, for a few weeks every winter to recharge the batteries. Suarez would get an eight or a ten game ban. And that's when he'd recharge himself as well. And and he just always came back. And between all this as well, you had all these diving accusations and, and he was a diving bastard as well. And you David Moyes, you touched on it last week and I thought his show was great last week when you went through all these things. But you have David Moyes calling him out and all before the derby and he's going over. But David Moyes, David Moyes calls him out to bigger up to the Everton fans to be on him on everything, right? And on Liverpool... He calls it out so the, the 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 officials, right, will be on top of Suarez and not give him a thing during the game. He calls it out so the media will have to run up to this game two and three days in advance, all about Suarez diving and fair play to think. And what's he do? He just scores. Just it doesn't dive. He just fucking scores and runs over and dives in front of him, not giving a single fuck. Heat. Yeah. No, he was ridiculous, you know. And that season, the the 13-14 season, you know, we spoke about. And again, you touched on it last week, but you said it earlier, you've Suarez, you've Stur- uh, Sturridge, you've Sterling, you've Coutinho, you've Gerrard. You've got a great team. But you was mentioned it earlier, is it the, the West Brom header? It's Ali Sissoko that's crossing the ball to him. It's Victor <laughs> Moses. It's Martin Skirtle. It's, you know, it it was an absolute who's who was shy beyond that little cluster. And Suarez just tried to put it all on his back and go. And look, it didn't work out. It didn't happen for him that year, but Liverpool were always a stepping stone for him and people got the hump over that. But when you look back now and if you knew the, the, the thing, it was always only a stepping stone. And people were still born after the Torres thing. So he comes in, replaces Torres. And I don't know if people felt that maybe they got attached again, but I think the Suarez one was always different. You could tell if you were honest with yourself, he done everything to get out of Liverpool from the end. He got there. His the end yeah. his in the end. He, he exactly. made it so he made it so he couldn't stay. You know, like he yeah. bites again at the World Cup. But he turn but he turns up he turns up in the fifth, five <laughs> games in five games into 13, 14, right? Liverpool have beaten Manchester United, Aston Villa and Stoke one nil in oh, each game, right? Yeah, Storage scores, right? <clears throat> Can't remember who they're four games against. It might be a draw against somebody, but he got they go to Sunderland. A draw against Southampton at home, right? But they go to Sunderland, right? And Sunderland is a big stadium, fifty thousand people in the stadium. Right? Sunderland are noisy at the time, you know. And he turns up there, and they're all giving him dogs abuse. What's he do? Just scores, right? About fucking five minutes in, just bangs one in. He's setting up goals for storage all over the place, and you're like, what? He does not give a fuck. You know what I mean? And you can actually see the he Sunderland crowd. Norwich. No, 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 no. The Norwich one is where he misses a good chance. They all start booing him and cheering at him. Yeah. And he just robs the ball off the centre half. 14 minutes, 14 minutes they just spent. Norwich had this weird hatred of him, right? It's yeah. it's, it's it's bizarre if you go back and watch any Sorry, games. Sorry, R. Allison is right. Two all away at Swansea was the game. Yeah, yeah, we love, we got beaten at home to Southampton as well. Lovren scored. Mm-hmm. But um, he, no, he, he, his first game back is definitely Sunderland away. And yeah, he just is, yeah. he just turns up and he's just like, yeah, I'll just score goals and I'll just score and goals. The game at Anfield, I was there, was against Palace, and Sturridge scores and Suarez scores. And I just remember him like tuning it up, like nothing to play for in the second half. And I remember because I was sitting in the lower main stand at the time. It wasn't all done up, but yeah. I was sitting in the lower main stand at the time, literally down at the front. 
and a ball goes over the top and the line blows for offside and he's trying to tear his head off and we're winning. The, the game is over. There's about five minutes left and he's roaring at the lines, man. I'm going, that's fucking nuts. He was just insane. <laughs> like, well, let's, let's, let's talk, um, let's talk to the M14 because it's one of the best individual seasons I've seen by Liverpool player. Not only goals scored, assists, just the way he plays. Phil, it's just a brilliant, brilliant season from him. It is from the team, in fairness, but he just he doesn't quite have the team on his back on his own. I wouldn't go that far because I think the storage, storage, storage is brilliant. brilliant. I think Henderson's brilliant that season. Um, Coutinho has a big role, but Phil, it's Sturridge, just, Sterling, and Suarez. That's that the, the three S's, yeah. right? But it just they it were, just went fucking mad, didn't it? But it doesn't start off mad. He starts off mad. Right, people forget this, right? He starts off mad. We're just about in the running for top four coming up to December. This thing explodes after Christmas. And I remember because we were we, we started a podcast that year. Um I remember the Crystal Palace game because I was calling Martin Maldini. Uh that was Martin Kelly at the time. Was, I reckoned he was gonna be as good as, as as Paolo Maldini. That's how that's how highly I rated Martin Kelly. Um I think his name of Force probably did. But I just remember that season and, and thinking to ourselves, if we could get Champions League in the fourth season of the, doing this podcast, it would be amazing. And I remember we there was question marks of Rogers, there was question marks of where this thing was going to. You know, was it going to be tippy tappy football? Was how was this thing going to pan out? What was it going to look like? Um but all the while you had this undercurrent of Suarez doing mad stuff week in, week out. Week in, week out. And I'll go back to that was the one thing you were watching these games and you had this, these three up front, but led by Suarez. He used to, uh, my, my prevail, prevailing image of him in my head when he's playing for Liverpool is being out on that left flank. He was the, he was the opposite to, to Salah. He was out on that left flank and he used to just have these dagger cuts in from the left hand side all the time. And the other two lads would be moving all over the place that will create space because defenders Sterling couldn't just, Sterling leave. doesn't really come into it until. Stale him as a stinker that Christmas, and he's needed. He has a stinker away a hole, and like loads of fans don't want to play with Liverpool. And then it just sucks. It's the Arsenal 5 1. That's where it really just goes mental. It just goes off. But that that first half. No, but that first half of the season is all about him just building up this head of steam. And as you said, he's carrying the team in terms of what was there. And Sahin, was was Sahin that season, or was he the previous season? Because I'm That's trying to the think, there was, there previous, yeah. was the season before. Yeah, so we we have because we've done some mad transfers and the squad Did we was do just Aspas sort of, and was Aspas and Luis yeah. Alberto that you yeah. know they were. Yeah, Aspas yeah. was brought in to cover the period, essentially to cover the period that 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 Suarez had been banned for at the start yeah. of the yeah. season. And the only um, goal he scores for Liverpool isn't on TV; it's against Oldham in the cup. Yeah, yeah, mm. I saw that. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. Torres, Arsenal were top before coming downfield. They were. Um, we do be. We do beat Spurs. We bash Spurs at White Hart Lane and Suarez is captain that day actually because Gerrard's not out and Gerrard's in the studio that day saying I'll be doing well to get back into this bleeding team. But it's definitely, for me, it's the Arsenal one where they just come out and blitz Arsenal. He, don't, he doesn't score Suarez that day but no. he's just fucking no, everywhere. He nearly does. He nearly does. He nearly scores the best goal of all time. But it, 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 it's, it's, as you said, what was your trademark? Every time you think of it, you're always thinking of that because it's so mad. It's just, Ping, oh, it's, it's like we're winning, and I think it's four nil. I think it's about four nil at the time. And scar, scar, it's, it's a corner. Goals in that game, it's a corner, right? It's a corner. Oh, and Suarez, 
Suarez okay. just decides in this corner, I'm just going to wander out here, like literally 10 yards outside the box for this corner. And I think, I presume it's Gerard takes it and just spots him and pings this thing at him. And he just hammers it. And it's so fast. It's so hard that you don't actually realize what's happening until Colo Torres put an open ball wide for an open, in front of an open goal. <laughs> it's that pure of a strike. It was absolutely unbelievable. And it was an absolute joy to watch. Like, We've seen Torres, we've seen, you know, we've seen um, we've seen loads of players have brilliant individual seasons and Salah up there as well. F- Salah does 44 in his fourth season, you know what I mean, in all comps. But that, that Suarez one is just, it was just magic because the team we had, you were kind of going, could he actually do this? And Shani, week on week, he was doing mad stuff like it was just we got we got away to Carter for right and he we win six three and he's he's bundling fellas out of the way in the last yeah. minute and sitting the keeper on his arse like he just yeah yeah I remember that mad yeah. every week it was it was mental every week hat tricks after hat trick you're saying Salah does forty four in a season there but like Salah <laughs> Salah Salah is missionary sex compared to Suarez <laughs> Suarez is have you swinging yeah. out of ceiling and leather straps madness yeah. fucking absolute mad 100%. stuff. Just, Every week, the man got the, that field. The one Phil talks about there, like it's it's probably a lesser known one, but against Cardiff, he just cuts inside, and it looks like he's about two weeks, and he just passes the ball into the corner. The free kick against Everton, where he kind of short changes Tim Howard and and goes around the wall, then does a mad fucking celebration. He's just losing his head. Do you remember the one in the derby where um where we're three nil up? Um, and he's chasing him. the ball like a dog. And then he chased this yeah. one, and Jaggy Elka gives it to him. And he doesn't look like he's moving very fast, but Jaggy Elka can't get anywhere near him. And then he just bumps one across the goal past Howard for 4 And yeah. he's just lying in front of the cop on his own. And the rest of the players are the other half. Away to United, he scores and slides on that, scares his legs, and is basically sticking his fingers up <laughs> at the United fan. Yeah. after everything that's gone on, like, yeah. you know, like he was. And when he gets back against every, he won't shake his hand. And even, even they, then. They had to dive, they had to dive on him. Do you remember they had to dive on him to get it, to, to tell him to, to calm down and, 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 yeah. and, Oh, they were because they were terrified that he was going to get another ban, and and that was all over the news the next day. Look at this thing; he needs to be banned from English football for life. He just doesn't care. It's like this is everything was it was a revenge mission. Thirteen, fourteen for me in my head. He was so good that season because it was a pure, pure revenge mission for for everything that had happened in English football. And I think look, we, he had obviously been given the head. Right, get us back into the Champions League, get us to where it is, and we'll give you a transfer. Right now, he probably doesn't get it because we get back in the Champions League. But it it literally feels like, when you go back and look at the goals, it feels like a revenge mission. He plays with so much anger that season. It's like he's taken out every piece of anger. And and every time those fans got on his back, he got more and more angry and more and more angry. But can I just point out one thing that that always happens, right? And it's still, it's one of the bizarrest it's one of the bizarre things to the whole Suarez story at Liverpool is for some reason he always struggled against James Collins and I don't know what the reason yeah. that was right <laughs> yeah to this yeah day, that's a great show yeah. I could never what figure had, it out he just yeah. what, what James, James Collins, Collins got yeah. yeah James Collins was like being put across as like Frank over lazy, like it was fucking mad <laughs> it was mad like and yeah, and yeah the, there is there is players that sometimes just, but you see, James Collins is not a silky defender. You know, I I think when you start hitting off James Collins's, you know, 
shins and shit. He's going, oh, this is my sort of game. You know the sort of way where is if he was trying to be a bit more silky, James Conn would be going, what the fuck is going on? But, what was doing that manga off West Brom, Alton, was it? He literally yeah, made awesome. him look like he oh, made nuts, him look like an extra Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> he nuts him, but look at the end. I want we go through as many of the great goals, and um, because there's been so many, we try to list them for everyone at the end for a little bit of thing. But before we finish up, um, last thing, Keith, he leaves, he leaves Liverpool, right? He bites yeah. Keely, and Liverpool gets seventy odd million, right? And he knows he's going, and he gets out, right? And he goes to Barcelona, but. You have to hand it to him, Keith, because he goes to Barcelona. And without getting into specifics, he get, he goes to Barcelona. He has whatever amount of seasons at Barcelona. Five, I think, at Barcelona, right? Six. Um, he goes to Atleti. He wins He wins a title there. He's gone back to National there, but, but yeah. yeah, he wins a title on his own for Atletico, really. But, but Keith, you have to... You know what? You, as much as you didn't want him to leave Liverpool... You, you felt like it was a gift Liverpool were giving to the rest of the world to go, listen, you need to appreciate this fella. Because I don't think he gets, I don't think he gets the actually worldwide acclaim that he should have got for his Liverpool days until he actually turns up at Barcelona and starts just, he just brings the madness to Messi and Neymar and everything. And he's nutmeg him, David Luiz for fun and bending stuff in the top corner against PSG. It was absolutely unbelievable. But he's just, you have to hand it to him. He just, he just went from strength to strength, didn't he? Uh, he blew up when he left Liverpool and, you know, maybe the Atletico thing, he, he did carry them and maybe he loved teams that were built on sand being the, the, the focal point of carrying them because he does it with Atleti. But he goes to Barcelona and Sean, you might have touched on this earlier, I feel, or so, or maybe it was before the show. He's their second or third all-time top goal scorer. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He's only there for five years. I think he's their he's second ever highest yeah. goal scorer. And you know, this this is ridiculous. What this fella goes and does there, he gets, I think, 59 goals in one of the seasons the year after they win the treble. He's winning the Pichichi. He's winning the Golden Boot in Europe. Like, And this is in the Messi, Ronaldo era, and he's going in there and he's breaking that up. He's gone in and he was so creative. It wasn't just that he was getting on the end of things. He doesn't get the credit for his creativity. The fella had everything about him. He goes to Barcelona and I think at the time wasn't there some sort of a clause or something that he wouldn't buy people and he'd behave. I think Barca were insistent on him sort of publicly saying he'd be behaving himself <laughs> because it was all I won't be chewing on anybody on the pitch. Yeah. Like what a fucking clause. Yeah. But the, that was his <laughs> that was his destination. He wanted to get to Barcelona and he got to Barcelona and he just went and you saw at Barcelona because at Liverpool it was tainted from the day one it was tainted because he was serving a ban and he ended up bookending it with another biting incident and a ban his Liverpool period is yeah you could say it's, it's, it's a black mark on his career in the sense that a lot of the show you happens around then after that he's just Michael Murphy says Michael Murphy says how he never won a Ballon d'Or was criminal I'll tell you why you never won a Ballon d'Or because of the incidents we've talked about. Uh, as much as as much as Correct. you boil it down, right? Mm-hmm. That was the, the the sole reason why he never wins one is because no matter what, the two players he was up against through that whole period are Messi and Ronaldo, and none of them ever have those it, those parts on, on their character. And like I as much as we've talked about him, he's he's playing at a time when those two lads are at their peak as well. And this is no this is not no. Um, denigration on, on Suarez's ability because he was up there with them and, and particularly at Barcelona he was matching Messi all the way in terms of what it was but he was up but, against the two darlings of world football in France 
and not just two darlings, two two arguably the two greatest individual players of all time. You could put them up, as I said, I'd, I'd put Diego up there as well. But and my favourite player of all time, and I believe is the greatest player of all time, is Ronaldinho because of the same effusiveness that he has for the game as, as Suarez has. But I can see why he doesn't win the Ballon d'Or because look what he's up against and look at what they do all the seasons that he's playing. One of them is winning the Champions League in a league nearly every single year that they're, yeah, that they're playing. I know, yeah. but I think that the season where he, he outscores both of them, I think could, there could be an argument, but you're probably right. Mm. The, the, his, his, his track record probably was held against him. It's a bit yeah. like when defenders never win it, really, because, you know... Um, you it's, a hard, it's a hard... It was a, an impossible duopoly to break, and it's only, I think, like, when yeah. Modric wins it, isn't it? In 18, Modric wins it because Croatia get to the World Cup final and I think Real are winning Champions Leagues and I think he puts in a case for that. Other than that, it was, it was the two of them boys going for it and, and he, he was just, I think you can tell a player, and we said this earlier, you can judge a player by how his peers, you know, that play with him, think of him and forget about, like, look at Steven Gerrard, what Steven Gerrard says about him, absolutely loves him, adores him. Look at Lionel Messi, they still holiday together. Do you know what I mean? Like their families are holidaying every summer. Messi, Fabregas, Luis Suarez. Do you know what I mean? Their families are still together. And I think he's a player that that just has, he's, he's the epitome of the red mist. Do you know what I mean? Like he was the epitome of red mist. And he learned to control it the older he got. But you look, he's in Nacional now. He scored an absolute belter in the, the Classico against Penarol there a couple of weeks ago. Left foot about 30 yards out over the keeper he's right footed do you know what I mean this fella could do everything and and I, I said at the start of the show I was saying now I think he's one of the greatest forward players that's ever played the game and I think he is criminally underrated for his football ability I think he's possibly the best centre forward of the last 20 years but that's all subjective you know other people will, will have their own opinions but to me he stands he's up he's the best it's all annoying he's the best well MC yeah. asked the question yeah Question for the lads: Who would who would you put higher in terms of players? Arno and Arno, we won't get silly uh, now. Yeah. Did we do a show about Arno before? We've done we? it. We've done a show on Ronaldo. Yeah, if you go back, Arno yeah. is an alien. But that and, yeah. and the highest compliment that could play Suarez is that like look at the look at between Arno and and up until now the the wonderful number of nines that have been around. And for me, just like. Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Brazilian Ronaldo, whatever the fuck, real Ronaldo, whatever you want to call him. Um, it's he's phenomenal, just out of his world phenomenal. Um, but Suarez, I agree with Keith. I think he's he's up there um, as one of the best. Well, I'd, 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 for me, Suarez is the best centre forward in the last twenty years. Because neither Ronaldo or Messi are, are classic centre-forwards. Yeah. Ronaldo finishes up playing centre-forward. But as a fella who starts as a centre-forward and primarily plays as a centre-forward, there's, the, there's that learning bit at Ajax where he played him as a right forward. But once Martin Yall comes in, he's playing in the two. When he comes to Liverpool, he's playing as a two with Andy Carroll. When he's playing in um, Rodgers' system, although he drifts wide himself, he's the central point of that that that, that piece. Sturridge wanted to play out. And, watch and someone says it there as well. Sorry, and I'll get it up because I want to give them credit because... It was a good thing. Uh, Naeem Yassin says, initially when he arrived at Barca, he played right wing. Um, Messi up top and Neymar on the left. However, when Luis Enrique switched Messi and Suarez's position, everything clicked. Mm -hmm. So it, it, they did. They turned and went, listen, Messi, you're going to have to go out and play right hand side. This fella needs to go up front. And it just went bananas. Like, do you know what I mean? Um, before uh, we that's where he is for me. 
I so know, that's I, where it is for me because you, I think it's you, hard you, you could argue Lewandowski and Benzema. You can have that argument in terms of where that Lewandowski. Lewandowski's lived in the in the Bundesliga, dominating it for for many years. You know, I think if Lewandowski had went or he does the Dortmund stuff, but they're the second best team in Germany. But I think if Lewandowski had went off and played in England, or you know, went to an Atletico in Spain and done it, you'd, I'm not. I'm not begrudging him anything he's done he's a brilliant brilliant goal scorer but I think if you look at where Suarez has been you know um, Ajax Liverpool weren't great when he when he arrives there he goes to Barca okay but he's done it in different leagues and he's done it like no, so consistently and, just agree, he and that's game. why but that's why I think Ronaldo in terms of what he's done as a body of work and doing it across multiple leagues with different teams is really impressive because he's not at a club that the whole system is built around and Suarez hasn't had a club built around him He's gone to clubs and made clubs play to his strengths. And that's probably the best thing and the best compliment he can play the, the level of talent and skill that that guy has. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think he's, I think he's unbelievable. Um, but best goals before we finish, if anyone in, in the chat wants to throw a few in that the lads don't mention, um, throw them in, but best goals, you can take turns wherever you want. I still think it's the one against Norwich where he, the third one against Norwich where he flicks over Leroy Fair and as he's fallen backwards he hits a half volley that's just ah, the fire is fucking I think it's a great goal but like his, his half volley from inside just inside the left hand side of the halfway line in that match is outrageous on the outside of the right peg with power into the side netting Right, so you've got you've got your lovely touches over the top of his head, but he hits that on a half volley. It's, Is it's, this the one he, he hits and it goes miles in the air and comes down? It goes into the right hand side of the net. So yeah. there's the one in Norwich at Norwich's ground where he basically <coughs> rolls in and he hits it like Beckham does just Chips over the, keeper, the halfway yeah. line. Right, the one I'm talking about is the one before the Leroy Fair goal in the Fair goal in the same game where he's out on the other side of the pitch, the, the left hand side. The ball yeah. bounces up and he's he's in mid air. He hits it with such power and anger. He's in mid air as he hits it and it goes across the pitch and across um, Brian Gunn into the into the Brian Gunn goal. Yeah, <laughs> whatever his name is, your man who's always in goal when, when Suarez John is playing Logan. against him. John Ruddy, yeah, there you go, same fella. Brian Gunn, um, John Ruddy. But and then there's the one that was mentioned that is the one that was disallowed. Do you remember his free kick against Newcastle? It was an outrageous bend from out on the on the boy line. He took it too quickly for the referees like and he called it straight into the top corner. I, I know, my head is blown. I've got so many goals in my head that he scored that are just ah, oh, it's just and for Liverpool and even well, well, for Tottenham have another little think because um, MC says that header against uh, from 20 yards out against West Brom the one against Newcastle I don't care nothing else matters he says where he takes her on the chest and um, on his shoulder more or less goes past Tim Cruel I think Sean what have you got for us what, what's your favourites um, my personal favourite isn't even the Liverpool goal yeah. it's a it's a goal against PSG, PSG. in the quarterfinals yes, of the Champions League and like he never looked the quickest, did he? Suarez, like he never looked the quickest. No, he, he just always looked. But there's the ball breaks in the middle of the park, and David Luiz steps up to snap him in half, and he just <laughs> nips it through his legs, and he's he's bearing down on the goal, right? 
he's burning down. He could leave. He's going one on one with the keeper, right? And he gets to the edge of the box. And nine, I'd say 99 strikers out of 100 just roll it into the bottom corner. But he wraps it in. <laughs> he gets it like a free kick, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, for absolutely yeah. no reason. He yeah, for no reason. He's, he's, he's pretending like there's a wall there and everything. And he's just decided to have to bend this over this wall. And look, he really takes the fucking stanchion out. <laughs> he just wraps it in the top corner. And if you actually watch the goal back, you can see Messi looking around going, what did he do that for? <laughs> what did the whistle blow? Because it's not what it was like. Do you ever get when a player goes clean through when he's offside and he's like, fuck, I'm just going to whack this. Yeah. He just bends it and he puts it in the stanchion. And I think he actually gets a hat-trick in that game. But there's so many. There's another one he gets for Barca where he's running away from goal and the ball's bouncing and he backheels it yeah. into the top corner. He backheels it into the top corner. Like, he just that one where he looked, he just set the ball up all the time and just passed it into the corner. He done that so much. He does. Uh, he, he actually scores one against Norwich that's not talked about enough. Right, because he's scored loads against Norwich. Oh, but, but he just, he, where that, that's the one with that him, and he just... He no, just, no, uh, no, not that one where he robs the defender. There's another one against Norwich. It's at the other end of the ground, and he's putting down the inside right channel, and he's just, he lets the ball come up, he lets the ball catch up with him, and he hits this fucking thing like a crew missile, and it doesn't go an inch off the ground. It just fucking smashes across goal into the far corner, and you're like, my jays. And when they show him, you know, the behind the goal you know on Lymer he just absolutely wellies it in like it's, it's have a look at it if you just type in Suarez against Norwich you'll see it but it's literally one where he's putting the right hand channel and he just hits this thing bang and it's just it's actually frightening how hard he hits it and how how like um how it's just right in the corner you go back and watch it it's unbelievable the one away of Spurs where he chips Larice um the ball gets played to him by um that fellow we mentioned earlier, what's his name? Who signed with? He's at Lazio now. Where he was at Lazio. What's his name? Uh, Alberto, yeah, he puts him through and he just runs onto it and on the half volley, just boom on over. And he's Matt, he's captain, and he runs over to Liverpool fans, pissing right now. Sports fans don't know what's going on. That was um, that was brilliant as well. There's just so many of them. Forced away goal is one we haven't talked. Remember the black and yellow Liverpool jersey against Sunderland. He's oh, he's on the, on the end line. line. Yeah, he's on the yeah. And he, he just, just runs. He, he just yeah, and he just plays it. He just, oh. and he's literally on the boy line. Like it, it, my favorite Liverpool though. That was one when you went for fuck's sake. It was that a blaster past Minulay as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It goes and in fairness, yeah, it's right. Yeah. He, he put he doesn't put Ballad it near Minulay's hand or head. He puts it right in the gap. Where it's like fuck, it just it's past me before he even sees it. Keith, any any few favourites? They're all being mentioned there, you know. The the Barcelona one as well against PSG would be mine, and the Newcastle one where the Luis Enrique pops her over the top, and he Jose Enrique sorry pops her over, and he just takes it down in midair and goes around. It's outrageous array of skills. But the thing about Suarez, it's the ones he didn't score. It's the the volley against Arsenal that hits the post. It's the the hat trick that Doak out scores against Man United yeah. that he owes to Luis Suarez on all of them he's just an absolutely outrageous outrageously talented footballer but uh, my favourite goal of his is the Barcelona one against PSG but for Liverpool it's the Newcastle one he scored so many belters he hit the ball so clean and he, he whacked the ball with not much back lift or anything and he just drilled it like a blade missile 
But the the Newcastle one, the technique of that over the shoulder, just take it down, not break the stride around the keeper, roll it in. That was the that was the one that that probably stands out for me for his Liverpool career. He scores one against Spurs the one against in fourteen Stoke fourteen. In the Carabao was brilliant as well. Yeah, that was great. But the one against Spurs, right? Um, Tim Sherwood <laughs> is the manager. Right? <laughs> Right, I think I think Tim I think Tim Sherwood is the manager of Spurs. I don't know how he's ended up there, but he has right. And Spurs are like one nil down, an early on goal. I think um, was a Kubal or something was your man's name at the fucking play the centre half of them. But anyway, Spurs are one nil down. Uh, Tim Sherwood sitting up in the main stand at Anfield watching this because that's the sort of fella Tim Sherwood is, and they have to bring on a defender. I think. Might be Dawson you have to bring on, and literally Dawson's first touch right is to not hit a pass properly, and it just drops as Suarez's feet about forty yards from goal, and Suarez just shows no mercy to him, just plows past him, runs right through, and then just hits this horrible scuttery one across the keeper <laughs> in the far corner, and just runs off with his hand in the air. You can see Dawson in the background going, "This is a load of me bollocks!" <laughs> like I only, only on the pitch one bad touch, and this fella's at the absolutely crucify me I love stuff like that you know where he's just ruthless um, yeah but uh, you could probably go on all night but um, someone my, says my, that, that Norwich one was a toe it th- wasn't he absolutely hammered it Eunice Cabal yeah says Manas yeah that's what I was thinking of one of my favourites doesn't have any grace at all I think it's Chesterfield in the FA oh, Cup <laughs> where he handles it <laughs> <laughs> and it's but that to me is Suarez because yeah. we talked about at the very start about his ability to just um, control the ball with chins and everything he gets hands on and he basically just ran he just ran rolled himself through a load of lads ball bouncing everywhere used his hand hits the goalkeeper hits him hits the defender hits him again and at some stage he just ends up standing behind the goalkeeper with an empty net and he's just <laughs> kicking it <and> just yeah. <laughs> and then everyone's going handball and he's going yay goal yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it and he kissed he kissed yeah the yeah he does that all, yeah, he does everything. Yeah. Look, yeah. He's, he's saying he handled it. He's kissing the hand before. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because he he always kissed uh, one yeah, of his fingers his and his wrist. Name or something, yeah, it? and he always done that every goal he scored. And when he done that that day, Macclesfield or something, whoever it was against Mansfield, Mansfield, something like that. And he does that, and everyone the next day is going, "Look, he's actually he's actually thrown in our face here that yeah. he's fucking cheating because he's kissing the hand that it touched that." Well, they had the bishop man. of Mansfield and all on the telly giving out. <laughs> the Bishop of Mansfield, um, but um, <laughs> it was it was just ah. Uh, listen, we could go on on. There was so many fucking good goals. There was so many good moments, and um, there was a few. There was one moment in particular where he didn't cover himself in glory at all with Patrice Ever. There was he was eating trying to eat people, which was absolutely mental. Um, but overall. Luis Suarez like you wouldn't like people are saying now he's our contract would you take him in January for six months and yes. you know, I would as well just for the fucking crack just to see yeah. what would happen because I tell you what he's not done yet because like he's it's not completely now. out of realm it's not completely out of realm of possibility that he does something absolutely bonkers at this World Cup yeah I know he's, he's well <laughs> able like, he's, he's, he's naturally fit he's you know, he's he's an absolute machine when it comes to... Because he didn't get injured an awful lot. And even when he was injured, he'd, he'd try play, you know. So, um, But look, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk about 198 goals for Barcelona, right? Yeah. 82 for us in 133 games. And he scored 48 in 49 games for Ajax. Like, yeah. the fella is a machine. He's 70 and when goals you say in 100 and odd games for Uruguay, Uruguay. Well. 
So if you say it like a fella who's still scoring goals and still capable of scoring goals, if you had him to come off the bench and play in some of the League Cup games or the FA Cup games with the passion and everything he brings and the absolute store that would cause in the English media will be will oh, bring me back to watching football again. But do you remember the one, I don't know what ban it was after because there's been a few, but do you remember <laughs> where he goes? I think, I, is it away at Chelsea where he gets an equaliser? Yeah, at Stamford Bridge, and he's yeah, and, he, and he's running up to the camera, and the fans, and he's going berserk, and all his teammates are nearly afraid to celebrate with him because I think he's being, yeah, he's under investigation, and he <laughs> doesn't give a fuck. He's in front of the, he's in front of the away end of Stamford Bridge, absolutely going Russia, and everyone, all the other players are running back on. Oh, come on, Lewis, will you? Like, do, you know what I mean? Not, it's not the best at the minute. He's like, no, what the score and fuck this? Right, we keep the head down, will you? Just yeah. get on with it. And he's like, yeah, no, yeah. I'm, I'm not Rock, scoring a goal. He's warning in the camera like Maradona at the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Look, just, before, just before Maradona gets kicked out of the wall, Cole, for taking drugs. <laughs> <Yeah>. like this. <laughs> if <laughs> everyone wanted yeah. to have parallels, the com- this. The comparisons were made. Yeah, right, he's uh, just just mate. just insane stuff. Um, but look, it's been nearly an hour and a half. It's been absolutely brilliant talking about Lewis Suarez, and it's good that we get a chance to do this. When Liverpool aren't playing, we we try to do this stuff, and it's a bit of crack. This um, could literally be a trilogy. This could be a yeah. trilogy. <laughs> it could be. It I'm could not be. Even you. Um, but look, that has been the man on football show with the LC Day Trippers tonight. Thanks to Phil Shawnee. Keith, um, nothing on tomorrow. I think Kev is bringing us a show on Friday night, despite there being no Premier League football. He's gonna, I think he's gonna look at the successes and the non successes of the league so far, even though it's in its infancy. But he wants to have a look at players that have performed and not performed. But Bobby's wish to walk, um, most importantly, is 8,300 euro from its target now. Um, Fair play. I remember last week saying this was a 17,000 away, and it just seems yeah. to keep going and yep. going and going. So, listen. Uh, as as the lads say, the fivers and the tenors being put in is what adds up really, really quickly. The link is in the description. Um, if you want to donate, please do so if you can. If you can't, take the link and send it to your family, your friends, your colleagues, whoever, because one of them might donate and send it on, and then another person might donate, and we'll get to that 150,000, or Bobby will, um, ASAP. Shawnee, anything else before we go? No. no, I'll go, Cav. No, really? I'll Good go. Stuff. I'm going to go and watch that fucking. I'm I'm going to watch the last episode of Better Call Saul. Um, Keith. Now, can I just say the picture of Luis Suarez there in his Ajax gear? He looks suspiciously like Alan Lawson in it. So, if anyone knows Alan, <laughs> he's got that uh, Luis Suarez vibe going on. Um, let me see, Phil. Anything else before we go? Can we do this for Ronaldinho? I get really excited if we could do this. Did for we not do Ronaldinho? Did we not? Oh, he wasn't on it. Yeah, we can do Ronaldinho. We might, we might yeah. not have done. I don't think we done one. We can do Ronaldinho. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's got me really excited. But but I will say that just to finish out on Lewis Suarez, it's been for me. He made that whole period tolerable. And that that period being the the post Hudson up to getting our mojo back in 13-14 because it was such a barren spell from the 08-09 season to, to, to his arrival was just horrific so and I'll always have him for time for that and, and all the stuff all the bad stuff that, that came along like now you look back at it and it's like it's the story isn't it like you can, every other story is just, is just a player who was here this is the, this is has a story and it's, it's, it's a movie 
somebody eventually is going to write the movie of this and it's like it's going to be interspersed with everything that's going on but it's just it's yeah. if he wins the World Cup they'll do a movie on him no deal right let's get out of here it's gone past half 11 um, bedtime for a lot of people that has been it talk to you a bit over now Sports Social Podcast Network